Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today is Alex. Hello. And Brian. Hey. Today, we're going to talk about the announcements from the Game Awards and maybe some of the awards themselves. But before we get to all of that, you can find all the places you can listen to the show. Check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K., Tom Z., David O., and Corey Z. for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon and get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. The Horror Movie Yearbook Boys are not hopping in a time machine for this next episode because they're going to talk about It's a Wonderful Knife, a Christmas-themed horror film that is a pastiche of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know awesome. if I used the term pastiche correct. I've never even that. heard that word in my entire life. Let's, let's learn a little bit. Pastiche definition. An artistic work in a style that imitates that of another work, artist, or period. Yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that works. Give me, give me a pasty instead. Sure, yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they'll be talking about <laughs> It's a Wonderful Knife, which uh, I hope is good because it's got Joel McHale and Justin Long. And it's out now on, uh, I believe, AMC Plus. So this isn't just some, like, B-movie. Like, they actually put some hey, effort into this. It's, like, a, it's, a, it's a shutter. It's a shutter film. So it's, a, it, okay. it, it's, it's direct-to-video for whatever that is nowadays, but I feel like that's kind of meaningless because... Everything is. Yeah. So check that out. Excited to hear them talk about it. Over yeah. on Horror Movie or Book... And horrormovieyearbook.com. Cool. Neat. So, uh, <clears throat> the Game Awards happened. They did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this falls under patch notes, if you want to use a bumper or what, what, wherever it falls under. Yeah, we're just going to talk about it. It's we'll just fine. talk about it. Uh, the, I, the one thing I wanted to touch on real quick was just the overall backlash of the Game Awards. And, like, everybody online losing their mind over the fact that, like... It's it's not even about like the actual awards, uh, as if yeah. they just discovered this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been like a. I don't even know that it's gotten worse over the years necessarily. I feel like it's just like I I was thinking about this conversation because I think we had a similar one last year, and I think what I said then was that like there are people now that are calling for things like movie trailer debuts in the Oscars to make people want to watch the Oscars. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like it's this weird balance of like, how do we make you watch without making you bored by the awards, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, I don't know. None of us are the kind of people that are sitting there watching the whole thing. You know, not anymore. I mean, I watched a lot of it and I fell asleep at one point because it got late and then I woke back up and was able to finish it out. But for me, like I actually like I like award shows. I like to see like what's being given accolades and what those accolades are. And then like to like I like the competition of that. You know, I think that's cool. I I think it's. It's great that we have an award system for video games that is somewhat more official than just games journalism, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could do without like the special appearance from Gonzo, you know, like that's that kind of stuff is like overly cheesy. Like, I don't need that. I don't mind someone like uh, Lana. What's her name was talking about like the celebrities in there like you know oh we didn't we didn't need six minutes of kojima and jordan peele talking about nothing because they literally didn't tell anything about the game or anything at all um well we're 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 coming up against the fact that like jeff keely has friends and kojima yeah, is one of them and, and the I, muppets are another one because he I was get, in that one Muppet that, thing that but, was on disney plus but like it shouldn't oh, be that Gonzo. It shouldn't uh. be this cheesy. Is the thing like and and, and like 
you know, people were like, oh, why Timothy Chalamet like show up for, you know, game of the year? And he got to talk more than the people who won the award. But they, okay, so here's what you maybe don't know. The joke that Jeff Keighley made introducing him. Yeah, it was the, was the that Xbox? he he like streamed and like just, like sold some charity Xbox 360 controllers that he spray painted for like ten dollars or so. I don't even know. Like, it it was a huge joke, and I get that. But literally, like two years ago, people found out they found a video on YouTube from uh, modded controller 360, which is a YouTube channel that had fourteen thousand subscribers. And it was Timothy Chalamet modding an Xbox controller before he was, like, a celebrity. And I think that's fucking incredible. And the fact that Keeley introduced him in that way and that he's he's able to look back at himself in a funny way. Yes. Perfect. That's great. I, I get I that. Great. It is funny. My issue was that he got more time to talk than Larian did for the game of the year. Like... Which I think was everyone's kind of issue was that the developers who like won these awards like didn't get time to talk about the award that they won and to thank all the people involved and everything and and I mean I th- I'm sure some of that stems from the fact that you know uh, Christopher Judge took eight minutes last year and he took like six something seven minutes this year and you know it was a joke but like you know they want to cut down on people talking too much and they want to cut down on having random people just walk up on stage during game of the year and <laughs> yell stuff in the microphone you know i i get that but uh like i actually like the award shows you know yeah. i like i liked watching the grammys and the oscars and i never i don't really think i ever watched the emmys or or the tonys or anything cuz like i don't i feel like those maybe the emmys popped on but more so movies and music for the most part. And the fact that there is a game awards show that is like that, I like I like these things, but I I can do with less of the cheesiness. I also feel like I can't remember the girl's name who does like the pre-show stuff and some of the other like offshoot announcement things like but Sydney I, Goodman. She just I, I don't know, like that's those that position of like that person should be someone who like is maybe a little more recognizable and comfortable on a live camera setting where I feel like she just feels awkward still. I don't know. Keely yeah, feels I, awkward too, but it's like, it's, it's his show. Like, his show. well, that's he, the thing. Yeah. It's not, you know, like, yeah, I, I think to me, the thing is the show is probably in a place where it is gaining notoriety but they maybe can't guarantee that, like, oh, the people who won these awards will be here. You know? Like, yeah. It's not like some of these indie devs, it's like, oh, yeah, our game did great, but we can't afford to fly from Poland to L.A., uh, you know? So I think... I mean, that's the kind of thing I would like, like to see those sponsorship dollars pay for. Like, forget all the extra bullshit. Like... Fly the indie dev out who won the award and show them a good time and make well, them feel good. Well, then they could leak who won the award because you'd have to pay for them to fly there. And- you just you have a non-disclosure agreement that's like you can't announce that you won the award. We'll fly you out if you break this, then you don't get to come out. Like, how much how much cooler would it be for them to show up and like you know I mean I if if we somehow magically in in the next year or two were to get like best content creator award and they were like we'll fly all three of you guys out but you can't say anything i would absolutely i wouldn't fucking tell anyone but it's not, i wouldn't well, say a it's, word it's not necessarily about us it's about the people that are like counting the awards and and then would reveal that like there's all kind there's that section of the oscars where i was like here's the account the suits that come out on stage these are the guys that did our this is how we make sure that we're never going to mix up an envelope again at the end of the night. Like that, all that bullshit. <laughs> like, so number one, Keely probably doesn't do any of that, but I don't know. Like, I think, I think the show, there are many people looking at the show and want different things out of it. Some people want the hot exclusives and some people want the awards. And guess what? The battle is still ongoing, you know? Keeley's going to fart out five awards right now because none of them matter. Tears of the Kingdom, here's the one award you got of the night. Best action RPG or best action adventure. Like, <sighs> it, it, I think it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
but yeah who knows <sighs> anyways end that rant <laughs> um, I don't mean to yeah I really to... enjoyed my input especially <laughs> it, w- it was wonderful Brian I mean I do you have additional input or do you feel the same that we do about it I don't know they could spice it up with some more slapping I guess but I'm... other than that it's a pretty pretty good award show <laughs> the historic re-showdown of Will Smith and Chris Rock <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ne- next Digitized. year they're both they're both voicing characters in games. <laughs> no, they just they have they present the best fighting game award. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> no, but they're in they're in a new fighting game. It's like Oscars Combat, and it's made by the Mortal Kombat people. I just want no Will Smith slaps Chris Rock, and the slap leaves an imprint on his face of the winner of the fighting game, the best fighting <laughs> game award. Uh, uh yeah. But um, no, I mean, I, it's already three hours long. The whole broadcast, like, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I'm gonna look at this Wikipedia article that shows me all of the winners. I'm gonna look at the IGN write up of all the things that got announced, and then I'm on with my day, and I'm okay with that. You know, like it's yeah. fun, but uh, I don't know. I got other shit to do. So. That's how I feel. I I didn't even get to the point of looking up who even won anything. Like all I know is you that Zelda won one thing instead of a bunch of things, and I don't even know if Baldur's Gate won. I don't know what the game of the year is. Wow. The first thing I looked up was what were all the cool trailers because that's what I wanted to know. I want to know what was announced. Um and I still haven't gone through all those trailers yet. John likes the awards. Brian likes the announcements. There's my point. Yeah, I don't like. It makes me think back to like when I used to subscribe to like the PlayStation magazine and PSX and, you know, Electronic Gaming Monthly and stuff like when games were announced in those, it wasn't just like a here's a 30 second spot that's all pre-rendered footage, video, blah, blah, blah. It was a journalist got to sit down and play the game and then talk about it and announce it. Like, here's our cover story, Final Fantasy VII. I got to play the half-hour demo. It was awesome. It was the best RPG I've ever played in my life. You know? Mm -hmm. And I kind of miss that because I feel like I don't see any of that anymore. It's just we get trailers that don't say or do anything. Nobody's explaining systems and, like, story outline or anything. You're just given, you know, like, OD or... Even, uh, what was, there was, um, The Last Ronin or whatever that game is that came out. Like, what are these even about? Like, nobody knows, like, the story of any of these games. Like, well, it's okay, because they're not coming out for two years. You got two years to learn. I guess. Preview, you know, none of them are going to come out on time. And, like, they've got a whole roadmap for you to learn about their game. Yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of no. miss that aspect of games journalism, I guess. But um, you can anyways, find it on Twitch. Getting into the, the awards, the streamers get the preview build. Yes, I want the preview build. That's why we started this podcast was so we could get video games early. <laughs> yeah, well, I got tunic early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. <laughs> Anyways, Baldur's Gate swept the awards, in case you didn't know, Brian. I didn't know, but I'm happy. Thanks. They, they, won, they won six awards. Of, of the nine they were nominated for, they won six, including so, Game of the Year. Yes. Hell yeah. So, congratulations. So that means I win something, right? Didn't I call it? No. Yeah. No. I thought we, we, well, we, we were supposed gonna, to we do were... the draft last time, but we didn't get a chance to do that. So Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I was surprised that Alan Wake won anything. Yeah. Not like surprised, but happy, I guess. And it won uh, at least three of the awards that it was up for. Um, Art direction, narrative, and... Um, game direction. Was it game um, Yeah. But like, it, it's in good company. Like the Game of the Year nominees were all great games. Uh, Spider-Man won nothing, and it was up for like seven awards. Which- yeah. I'm not that shocked by. Uh, it's the most like 
samey that you could be out of any of the games that are in that top. I don't know. Mario Brothers is pretty Mario Brothers, and Resident Evil's Resident Evil, but um, and then yeah, like Tears of the Kingdom is a really really great game and pretty incredible. But I I I'm not that surprised that Baldur's Gate won overall. Um, it just seemed like it had the groundswell of support from everywhere. And, uh, and you know, can't be mad at that. A lot of people love that game. Some of them are on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, very cool. I, I actually deleted all my save games and started over again just for the hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I didn't get far enough for it to matter, dude. Relax. Yeah. It's just such a long game. It's just, there's no point in restarting it. You'll I just, just I go never somewhere. remember where I left off. Doesn't matter. Go in a different direction. That's not. Look I, at your I don't quest even... journal. Well, it sounds like your character has amnesia. Uh, short, short-term memory yeah. loss. You're no, playing wrong Leonard game. Shelby in fucking Baldur's <laughs> Gate, and you're you're the memento of Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the see the Alan Wake performance? No. Uh, I that's that was it went on during my nap time. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm kind of <laughs> bummed that I didn't catch it, but it looked pretty ridiculous because I think they were all wearing costumes. Yeah, I mean it's it's the, the old the, gods of Asgard or whatever. Yes, the old gods of Asgard is the band. Um, and they did they did a performance of the song that is basically part of what I think is the ashtray maze of of the game. That's like four chapters into the game, basically something like that. Yeah. So it's a really cool performance, uh, and it, and it also like calls to light like how crazy it is. Like they they had the people singing the song. Like Alan Wake sings part of the song, but they had the dude who plays the the body of Alan Wake doing the dancing, and they had the dude who's Alan Wake's voice doing the singing, and the guy who does Alan Wake's voice is the dude who played Doctor Casper Darling in Control. And like it's just the whole like remedy like universe. Sam Lake is yeah. in there, and he's also Max Payne. It's just it's so great. It's incredible. It's a fantastic. Uh, it's a great great performance. Sounds confusing. It's very confusing. It's very weird, but it's awesome. Um, it's like a it's a it's like video game incest. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just a, it's like this weird like mishmash amalgam of fiction and nonfiction, which is all that Alan Wake is about, honestly. So. Uh, yeah, no, very cool. Good performance. Sam right Lake. On. Sam Lake was up there too in his like very fancy suit. So Yeah. No, that's that's No, they they won four awards. Studio Game Direction was Remedy Entertainment. Um oh no, cuz uh, I'm sorry. That's it's two you're right. It's three because Epic is part of the Studio Game Direction portion. Yeah. So it was like a yep. dual a double win, double whammy. And then Art Direction and uh narrative yeah okay yep yep yeah Baldur's but, uh, gate one game of the year player's choice which they somehow changed to player's voice it looks like according to what i'm looking at but i don't know how real that is uh community support uh role best role playing game best multiplayer game uh and neil newbon won for playing Asterian. um yep yeah i mean that's it it won a lot of awards man that's pretty cool. Such a one, like one of the guys at work was like, how, "How do you feel about Baldur's Gate winning Game of the Year?" And I'm like, "I think it absolutely deserves it. <laughs> it completely like if and I, and just aside from the fact that like it completely dominated everyone's game playing this this summer, uh, I put out there that as someone who plays D and D, it is the closest representation of actually playing D and D without playing D and D with your friends, but you can play it with your friends if you want to, but it's, it's D and D with AI and it does a really good job of that. So, yeah. And I, that's, that's in and of itself, I think incredible. So, um, yeah, I don't know how many of the other ones we want to go over, but cyberpunk won best ongoing game. <laughs> it did. <laughs> uh, uh, Cocoon won best debut indie, yes, debut indie game, yeah. which is cool. Very, very cool. Armored Core Six Still won best played. action game. That's pretty rad. Sea of Stars won independent game. Final Fantasy Rebirth was anticipated. Um, 
as you said, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won Best Action Adventure Game. Last of Us won the Best Adaptation for the HBO show. Hi-Fi Rush Audio Design. Didn't see Hi-Fi Rush really winning anything because I feel like it kind of just came under the radar, but that's cool that it got in there, you know? Yeah, that the get, fact that, that it was Bethesda's, nominated. Yeah, it gets Bethesda something. Well, the fact <laughs> that's that it, yeah, Starfield. Unlike Starfield, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the fact that Hi-Fi Rush was nominated for so many things, despite the fact that it came out in, like, March or whatever, yeah. is pretty incredible for its staying power, at least. Yep. Um, uh, I was going to say, real quick, the games for Impact went to Chia, which was released on PlayStation Plus and PC, I think. as kind of a um, Breath of the Wild-like um, that came out but a little bit less combat heavy and like no real combat from what I know. There's a different game under games for impact that I have started playing called chance of Senar S E N N A A R. And it's fucking incredible. One of my favorite games this year. And it's just astounding. Like as an experience, it is so my shit specifically my shit. The words that activated me into buying it were if you liked Return of the Obra Dinn, you might like Chance of Senar. Hmm. And it's it's very cool. I'll probably talk about What's it What's it called again? Chance you spell of that? Senar. C-H-A-N-T-S of S-E-N-N-A-A-R. Like 20 bucks, I think. Very cool. But yeah, anything else? Uh... I Street Fighter Six won Best Fighting Game. Uh, Super Mario's Bro, Super Mario Brothers Wonder won Family Game. Uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen Best Soundtrack and Score. Uh, Resident Evil VR Village won VR. Pikmin Four won, won Strategy. So, a lot yeah. of the things that I feel like we called out did end up winning exactly yeah. what we thought they would. I did not see Armored Core winning Best Action Game, but. It's cool that it did because it it is that game feels really good still. The like I need to go back and play more of it, but it's cool. It's um, such a good game. It's such a good year for games. Every category is stacked yeah, with several. Yeah, things. too many games for yeah. sure. Not enough time. Uh, but as we stated at the top of the episode, there have been a lot of announcements at the game awards we're not going to go through all of them we just each chose two and then we have a couple of other announcements that happened outside of the game awards we wanted to talk about well, let's talk about the game awards one first who wants to go first uh i'll talk about od do it it is the latest from kojima productions and it is an xbox exclusive um but they showed it off it's just like a 90 second trailer and all we really know is that it's got celebrities in it, and it's got uh, not like A-list celebrities, maybe like, I guess, what's her name? Uh, Hunter Schaefer is becoming one as she starred in that recent Hunger Games uh, movie, but uh, it's a horror game, and it, a lot of people are saying it gave them PT vibes. I don't know that there's a whole lot to say about that, but I really like the trailer. Extreme close-ups on each of those actors' faces, and um, you could see things in their eyes. Like you could want, There's one section where you could see in Sophia Lillis's eyes like somebody walking around a room and opening up a door that felt kind of PT-ish. So I want to see Kojima's horror game. And... I will I will play it. How are any of his out. previous games not horror adjacent? I mean, they all scare the shit out of me in some respect. <laughs> That's the thing. I want to see what it means when he's trying to make a horror game. <laughs> yeah. You know, like so it's called OD. Check it out. Not really much else about it. As John said, they didn't reveal a whole oh, lot. Jordan Peele's involved. You could say that's, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's another opportunity for Kojima to collect people's souls. Yep, because mm-hmm. that's what he does. But I just want Jordan Peele to play all of the people in Death Stranding too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and the different character in every single house that you go to deliver packages to. Yeah, that'd be really good. It's and they just put, him, they, it's just they Key put and Peele in, sketches. 
but they put him in white face and he plays Sam Porter Bridges. <laughs> oh my God. I knew you were going to go there. I'm like, don't do it, John. Oh boy. What? I didn't do anything. Anyways, uh, Brian, what did, what, what did yeah. pick one? What's your next game that they announced? Um, one of the few trailers I watched was the one for Exodus, which is, um, it is a studio or developed by a studio that is a bunch of like ex Bioware devs. I think it's called Archetype Entertainment. Yep. Um, but it looks like they're also backed by Wizards of the Coast in some way, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. Anyways, that looked pretty cool. There's some, it's a, uh, it's a Mass Effect like. Yeah. Some, some, a lot of Mass Effect going on and I'm down with that because Mass Effect is definitely one of my favorite video game franchises of all time yeah um and we haven't seen a Mass Effect game in a long time and the last one sucked is that so, the is Exodus the one that has Matthew McConaughey in it no uh no. he apparently did the announcement for this oh did he like during yeah that's what I heard but I yeah, haven't he's, watched he's it. in it Oh, he's in it. Oh, yeah, he's he's oh, in Exodus. Yeah. Okay, that's oh, why he was. Right, that's why he was right. there to do the announcement. Yeah, like he's he's in the game somehow. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure exactly how. Like if he's voice acting or what. Like I don't really know. But <laughs> <laughs> Alex is dead. Anytime somebody says "all right," it's him. <laughs> yeah. None of the other words in the game are him. That's yeah, the they, only... Because he somehow just trademarked that phrase, so he's just like... <laughs> it's, across, it's, it's a hive mind that's all Matthew McConaughey. It, yeah, it's like the toasty in Mortal Kombat. He pops up in the corner and goes, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking, for some reason, it random me, randomly made me think of that doom mod where it's like tim the tool man taylor <laughs> sound effects but there should be one where it's just matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right all right all right 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 all right all right all right home improvement doom wad yeah <laughs> please <laughs> uh all right um yeah I am really excited about the Blade game that was announced because I love Blade. It's my favorite Marvel movie of all time. And it's being done by Arcane Studios behind Dishonored and Deathloop, which are two of your guys' favorite-ish games. Talk um, about a perfect marriage of uh, of uh, property and developer. I feel, I, like, yeah. feel like they're going to rock that shit. And think so because style looks cool. I'm extremely excited about this, but you chimed in about picking two announcements before I did because I was busy playing games. Yeah, uh, sorry, man. Uh, limited time to play games. Yeah, I just like I'm excited about this, but I also wonder like they gave them Blade after Redfall. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> well, they, that's a lot of assets they can reuse. They're, they're that's what I'm different... thinking. That's what I was thinking. Is like I'm like is is the Redfall game like or is the Blade game going to like take a lot of the stuff that they were going to put in Redfall and Blade somehow like they got the license and and Marvel was like no 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 we need these things in our game you can't put them in that game kind of th you know what I mean or like. I, I'm just curious to see how it plays out, but also in, in general, I'm excited because it's a Blade game and it's going to be sweet. Yeah, um, and Arc. Uh, so Redfall was done by Arcane Austin and Roundhouse yeah. Studios, whereas Arcane Leon did Deathloop and Dishonored um, and Dishonored Two. That that's um, what I was going to bring up. Is that Arcane has more than one studio. Location yeah, this is, and this is the A team, yeah, <laughs> not the B team. They're gonna bring it. This is gonna be good. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, it should be sweet. Although Arcane Austin also did Prey, which is also a really sweet game. So no, uh, yeah. no shade, but I feel like they should have stuck with that style. I would love a Prey too. Prey was an awesome game, and I can't believe it took me so long to get around to playing it. But I'm yeah. so glad I played through it. I would play through that again too. Speaking you of the, which, did you play the Moon Crash expansion? No, but I did finally pick up System Shock, and it's pretty cool. 
the remake. I've only played about an hour of it. But yes. you know, the the Moon Crash expansion is like a roguelite or whatever, where yeah, you, I know. you die as characters and then you can find the dead body and collect the stuff off of them or whatever. Yeah, I wanted to check that out too. It's kind of cool. It Anyways, cool. Alex, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick is a game called uh, Pony Island. Um, <laughs> two Pony Island Two. It is the sequel to Pony Island, which is a game by Daniel Mullins, the creator of Inscription. And um, I kind of wish I didn't watch the trailer because, but the game goes in so many weird fucking places like Inscription does that it doesn't matter. It all just washed yeah. over me anyway. Yeah, I couldn't even tell what the game actually was. Like, but which honestly, part was the game? <laughs> like all of it. All by, of it. by the time it comes out in 2025, you will have forgotten that trailer, anyways. Yeah. So the first Pony Island was only 74 cents on stream on Steam. Yeah, so I, I own it up. now. I haven't yeah. tried it yet. We'll have to play. Play some Pony Island and and uh, talk about it, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Daniel Mullins, anytime Daniel Mullins, all you got to say is from the creator of Inscription, and my money's already left my wallet, so I'm all seventy four <laughs> cents of it. Yeah. I don't know how you keep changing your wallet, man. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, Pony Island too. Uh, what what's what's the what's is it called? Pandas, Pandas Circus is the subtitle. Something, I yeah, yeah. So. Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Don't know what that means. Very excited for it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, ooh. And then I was like, wait, that means there's a Pony Island 1, I think. Right. It's not I a mean, with, the, with that developer, it's, I was like, yeah, it could just be called Pony Island 2 and there never was a Pony Island 1. Yeah, it's like fucking Frog Fractions or whatever the shit. I don't know if you've heard anything about that game. That's a whole nother, like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to dive into Pony Island at some point because inscription was awesome. Yep. And it, I've heard, it looks like Pony Island has plenty of positive reviews as well. Yes. I just didn't know it existed. I didn't know that guy made more games that were awesome. He's also got one called the hex that I bought after inscription, uh, came out and I finished it. So I, there's still more Daniel Mullins stuff to play and I'm excited to, all right. to check it all out eventually. Hopefully before Pony Island two Panda circus comes out. You have a while. I'm, I'm going to need it. I'm sure. Brian, you're number two. Uh, I don't think I picked one as being really wishy-washy. Oh, uh, I I did play the finals today, finally, after trying to get in the playtest multiple times and just not getting in or getting in, like, and then realizing I, like, last minute that they accepted me and I didn't have time to play and then it was over. Um, apparently that game is actually out now. They did announce it. It was out the day of the awards and... uh yeah, I played it for like an hour or so today, and it's pretty awesome, I think. Like, that might be my go-to fast, fun shooter. It's a free-to-play first-person shooter uh, with destructible environments. And, yeah, uh, and it like looks You're flinging an ATM awesome. around and shit, right? Like, capturing objectives. Yeah, and- the, the main mode is 3v3v3, and you are going to these vaults that are on the map and robbing the money out of them and then bringing them to like a collection spot. And then it takes like a certain amount of time for the money to collect. And in that time, the other teams can attack and uh, try to take over the collection spot and get the money before the timer is up. Um, But it's just like, pretty nuts because it has like a lot of verticality in the environment and like the, I know at least the light class has a grappling hook and there's like jump pads everywhere, destructible environments. You can just blast out walls and shit. Um, bridges, ladders, a lot of mantling. There's no fall damage. So it's just really wild. Like, figuring out ways to get around and stuff. Um, And there's like three different class, like there's like a light and a medium and a heavy class. And the heavy obviously has like the, the heavy duty weapons, like the RPG and stuff like that, that do 
extreme environmental damage. But all the classes have explosives and stuff, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's pretty it's fast, but like the uh, players have pretty high hit point counts, so it's not like a, you're going to headshot someone once and they die kind of situation. Like, time to kill is pretty, pretty long compared to some games I'm used to, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And then... Uh, okay. Well, the other game I'm actually most excited about wasn't part of the Game Awards at all. Is uh, Tribes Three was announced, and I love Tribes, and I got to play that playtest a little bit, and then apparently it was over as of today or sometime yesterday. So I guess I don't get to play that again until the next playtest. But it feels like Tribes, which is you know the the uh shooter team-based shooter that basically did a lot of the shit battlefield did like large team battles and stuff beforehand and then um it is uh just awesome because it has skiing in it where you basically go you use a jetpack you get up in the air and then you glide down a hill to gain momentum and you just do that a lot. So, like, you're having all these mid-air battles and stuff. And there's really nothing else like it. And there hasn't been since the last Tribes game kind of fizzled out. So I'm really excited to see something like that again. Because for some reason, nobody ever tries to copy that formula. Like, not do even think, close. Um, do you think, are they going to get somebody as good as Motley Crue to do the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> probably not but you know although or, i'm not or will really... they get motley crew themselves to record a new one because uh maybe oh, that that song it's pretty good i i should pull it up right now i'm gonna do that <laughs> have you guys have you guys heard this yeah, you sh- sent me the video like a long time ago and it kind of they brought it mind. up on giant bomb and i was just fucking flabbergasted at the fact that it existed so we'll play a little preview here (laughs) deep lyrics (laughs) <laughs> it's like I'm it's like I'm in the tribes. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> I never the funny thing about those games too is I, I never cared to to uh dive into the lore around them at all. Neither did Molly Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Maybe the developer was like, Well, uh we don't really have any lore for you, so here you go. Figure There's, out lyrics for it. I found an article on Rock Paper Shotgun called "Tribes: The Motley Crew Tribes 2 Theme Song That Tried to for, That Time Tried to Forget," uh, and they say here, uh, "Such an event demands press." Nikki Six described their song in an IGN interview. "Quote: We watched videos of the game and we set out to create music to match the energy of the game. <laughs> and we wrote a song called Tribes. It's got this fucking amazing guitar riff and does this big vocal hook. And Randy's got this tribal drum thing." Now we're going to dissect it and reconstruct it really fucked up so it's really aggressive sounding. We're excited because it's Motley Crue, but it's like Motley Crue on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The thing is with Tribes is they they were multiplayer only games. Yeah. So, yeah, until Vengeance, which failed because the developer pulled the, or the publisher i think pulled the plug they didn't have a sick motley cruise <laughs> but that actually had a uh single player campaign it was actually i believe it was written by ken levine who did the the bioshock and all that wow. okay but yeah nice well try me fact, fact check real quick coming soon well, not uh, real quick. I'm very bad at this. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. Nice. 
right, John? Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, second pick. <laughs> my second pick is Motion Twins' new game called Windblown, which uh, they didn't show any gameplay of it. They just showed a really cool anime sort of trailer. Um, I think there was some gameplay in there. It kind of looked. Like I. It to I me. mean, I couldn't tell. Maybe if if, yeah. it, if the game looks like the anime trailer thing, then that's awesome too, because that's cool. Um, but as uh, in the IGN article, it says. Motion Twins said it was craving a lightning-fast combat roguelite, and it didn't exist, so they started development on Windblown. So that's cool. It's going to be fast-paced roguelite multiplayer, uh, you know, co-op gameplay. Like that's that's cool, and it just looked it looked cool. Um, it like uh, there is some gameplay in in that in that minute and forty second trailer. It looks a lot like Hades, which is not a bad thing. If there are more games like Hades, like I guess they didn't play Hades, but that's okay because I want to see what they do with Hades. And they probably did play Hades. I think everybody played Hades to some extent. It, and I just I saw a video I, I had in my feed on YouTube a video getting fed to me that said, uh, "Why is Hades the best game ever?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I didn't watch True that statement. video, but I, I was like, I should watch that so I can understand why it is the best game ever, which I don't know if it is the best game ever, but like what I played of it was very fun. So it's fucking, it's great. Uh, it, yeah. And then an, another quick one I wanted to mention was, uh, the last or the first descendant got like, I just throwing this in there real quick. Cause, uh, windblown was fast too, but that game, this game looks, the first descendant looks ridiculous. It, it looks like destiny mixed with like. Dark Souls sort of style monsters mixed with Death Stranding kind of scenery. Like, it just looked insane. Um, and there's some, like, 17-minute gameplay videos and, like, some DLSS 3, like, breakdowns and things like that to show it off. But that game looks ridiculously cool. So I, I'm excited for that one, too. Uh, nice. And then the other big game that was announced outside of the Game Awards was Grand Theft Auto 6. And, um... What? Never heard of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> from a small indie developer called Rockstar. Yeah. Is it 2D? Rockstar yeah. Take 2. It's yep, top, top down. It's top down. <laughs> Great. Well, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, how do you guys feel about Grand Theft Auto 6? I don't care. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't care any less. I care. I care even more after Red Dead Redemption 2 because it was just so good. And I'm like, well, maybe they'll do a better job with the story versus GTA 5, which I could never really get into because everyone was just a fucking piece of shit that I just couldn't feel for at all. That That's the whole vibe of Grand Theft Auto is everyone's a piece of shit. Like, it yeah, is, it is so- the... Like Grand, the Grand Theft Auto games are the most like accurate representation of real life in video games, where literally everyone is a piece of shit. Well, like you're surrounded by pieces of shit, but like not all the games have you playing a character that is a piece of shit. Like you could choose to be a piece of shit. That's that's what I like about Red Dead Redemption too. Actually, is that you don't have to really actively be a total piece of shit. You can choose to be, which I probably did because I usually do in video games just because I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, whatever. I haven't finished a Rockstar game since Red Dead Redemption, and I haven't finished a Grand Theft Auto game since Grand Theft Auto 3. And I, um, wow, you finished 3? I did. And, I never uh, finished any period. I almost finished four, but the last segment makes you fly a helicopter. And I got so frustrated. I quit and I never played the game again. Sounds that, like a good video game. So I don't know how that game ends. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing that I'm most interested in, uh, the graphics look wonderful. I'm sure they're total bullshit. And um, that's, I think- that's the thing I was going to say is like, I don't, like they showed off. I don't believe it. <laughs> are those it's actual not coming graphics? out till 2025? Probably not. <laughs> like it's Is not it coming gonna... out on the PlayStation Seven and the Xbox Five. Because mm-hmm. uh, no, um, I I think uh, it's the same logo as the Xbox Series S or whatever, but it's just a five now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 
Uh, the thing I'm most curious about, just out of like a weird business case situation, is how are they going to transition Grand Theft Auto Online? You know, like what? That's that's their main money maker right now, and so like, do they do they risk shutting it down and pissing people off to push people into Grand Theft Auto Six Online? I or I bet do they you know, not sell copies of Grand Theft Auto 6 because everybody who would be giving them money for that is still playing Grand Theft Auto Online? Like, I what bet you do? the base game of Grand Theft Auto 6 Online is free to play. I bet. Just to pull everyone away from Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online, it'll pull the, that crowd away and then everybody will just start sinking their money into Grand Theft Auto 6 Online. Yeah, I mean, or maybe they'll have some kind of character migration tool built into it to move you over, but it costs 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. Because I think just, the, the people who are obsessed with playing Grand Theft Auto online would probably pay $50 to have their character brought over to the new world, you know, and have updated graphics and everything. You know, I would think like it would it would behoove them to make a way for you to be able to go back and forth because maybe it's like Grand Theft Auto Online Two or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it will maybe just have the new Vice City and you can't just travel the Vice City from old Grand Theft Auto Online. You know, like there's got to be some way that they're going to get people to come over without pissing off all of the existing yeah, it's, Grand it's Theft Auto a, Online It's players. an actual four-hour in-game flight <laughs> that you have to take. <laughs> I mean, that's how long the load times are. You have that's, to pay for fucking biggest... airfare. Yeah, or, <laughs> or you steal a plane and you fly it yourself for four hours. Oh, man. That would be incredible. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't mean to be so negative on it. Like, I just, it's not, I haven't really loved a Rockstar game in a very long time. And, uh, you know, while I've had my fun in Grand Theft Auto Online with my friends, I I don't feel, I, I know that maybe one or two of them will buy Grand Theft Auto 6. Who knows if the online component will be out at the beginning. I don't really see myself buying Grand Theft Auto 6 on day one because I just don't want to spend my time playing I don't either. a Grand Theft Auto game. I would probably just buy the online version when it goes on sale and play that for an hour or two. I'll yeah. find the golf game in that and play that and then just be like, oh, let's just go pick up PGA 2025. <laughs> That's what's really going to happen. Um yeah, I don't. I I'm in the same boat. I don't really care about Grand Theft Auto Six at all. I've never finished a game. Uh, period. Period. In general. <laughs> so like beating games and finishing them is not on my radar. Um, <sighs> uh, but specifically Grand Theft Auto games, I think I maybe played. I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto Three when it first came out because it was kind of a game changer for like the transition from 2d to 3d you know same thing with final fantasy you know six to seven or whatever but um i uh i never beat it didn't care to i just wanted to drive around in cars and run things over and, and like shoot people and whatever and then grand theft auto 4 was the same way i didn't play vice city when it came out um, I didn't play san andreas when it came out i didn't play san andreas until like way later yeah. Um, and didn't really care for it, even though it was like more along the lines of the sort of game I wanted from Grand Theft Auto with like the life simulator kind of thing that it was. Um, and Grand Theft Auto Five, I never played. I played through the intro of the story, and then I was like, "This is dumb. Like, I'm just gonna play online." And then I played online, and I had a lot of fun. We used to have a lot of fun playing online. Um, I, again, mm-hmm. I spent most of my time buying clothes and like tuning how my character looked and things like playing that, golf. But, we did. We played a lot of golf in Grand we Theft Auto. We would buy golf outfits and then go play golf. Yeah, yeah. I I remember hearing those stories. So good times. But, but GTA yeah, I, Six I don't, golf. I don't Here care about GTA Six. Otherwise, it doesn't matter to me. So um, 
the fact that it like erupted the world and like all these leaks and crap and it got it was so so much of it was leaked they released the trailer early and whatever the fuck like i come it's all staged right like that's not like they just there it was all it was all like they planned all of that it had to have been well i mean the only thing that's weird is that it's coming in 2025 like with the state that it was in when shit originally got leaked like 2 years ago I felt like this game should probably be out by holiday 2024 and maybe they're just going to hedge their bet and be like, eh, we can move it early. We will, but that's a Grand Theft Auto game. They're going to take all the time they need. It'll probably get delayed more. Yeah. I guess, but, um, yeah, I think, um, I'm just already sick of the, like, all the fucking, rubes out there that are going to be like Grand Theft Auto's gone woke because you can play as a woman now and (laughs) (laughs) like I don't want to read it I don't want to see it I don't want to know it exists I don't want to hear anybody talking about it it's just uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a commercial failure because people are still going to be playing Grand Theft Auto online and then all those fucking people are going to be like they failed because there's women in it and they're not naked (sighs) like I just don't I'm already my blood pressure's rising because of the stupid fucking mouth breathers that are gonna come out of the woodwork for this game. <laughs> and uh you know I don't know. I just maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, but yeah. we'll see. An- uh, another couple quick announcements. Division of Mana revealed by Square Enix is cool. They're bringing another a new mana game out. That's sweet. Jurassic yeah. Park Survival is coming. That's kind of sick. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like a co-op sort of thing where you get to play as a dinosaur and hunt the humans, but that would be dope too. Yeah. Um, and then that like litany of Sega announcements, the like six games that are coming, like like Sega, and they're not just like remasters; they're like completely remade. Crazy Taxi, Streets of Rage, Jet Set Radio. Um, a couple more that I can't remember. Gold, but Golden Axe, Golden in the form Axe, of like yeah. Dark, Dark Souls or some shit. Like, yeah, like that. <sighs> that is kick ass. And I would, I, I bet you, Sega keeps doing that with some of their games. And I would shit my pants if they released a remade Shining Force. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, get take all of my money. Yep. I'm here for Sega to be a force again in this way and I would be so happy. That would yep. be so awesome. So they said there's more to come. Uh yeah. That's but, exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh and then No Man's Sky developer Hello Games shows off Light No Fire. The uh second uh second game in the No trilogy. Um so <laughs> I made that up. I didn't really somebody else did it on the internet, but I thought it was funny. Anyways, uh this is going to be like an actual open world game. Like the whole world. Like they're they've been it's meant to be like the first full planet. Yes, a, a full planet, fully explorable with mountains that are actually physically as like higher than Mount Everest kind of thing in game. And there's crafting and building and all that stuff. Um, dragon riding and it it looks pretty cool. Um, I see Ricky sinking a lot of time into that one. Oh yeah, he was talking about it today already. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. It looks really slick and uh, you know, like I, I I hope they've. I hope they're they're not no man skying this one, and I think Sean Murray seemed like he was very <laughs> like I don't want to say reluctant, but like skeptical of like you know. How the I'm just would I'm curious if like is is it is the world just built for everyone, and then you can play like you inhabit it with friends or whatever, or is it is it a procedurally generated full world for you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see what it is. The way that he described it, this is according to the Wikipedia article. Instead of multiple worlds, Light No Fire was focused on one singular world all players would participate in. So it's, yeah, I think it's literally meant to, like, all people playing online 
are partaking in the same world. I don't know how that works. It seems very lofty, very ambitious, which I, you know... I wonder if it runs like a like a World of Warcraft server or whatever, where there's, like, flight times between areas and things like that that, you know, compensate for loading and, and whatnot or whatever. But it, it you know, as, as it says uh, on the IGN article, it looks to be a very ambitious game. Like, it for sure. absolutely seems very ambitious, especially with that scope. Like, that's... It's incredible, but um, yeah, I, like I wonder how fast uh, gamers can ruin an entire planet in comparison to like the actual human beings ruining this current planet that we all inhabit. <laughs> well, it's all about the TTP, you know. Yeah, like can we actually like can we exploit like you know fossil fuels and things in this game and like destroy like. <laughs> You know, is there capitalism in it? Like, what do we get? Are there going to be, like... Is there going to be, like, a monarchy in certain areas? And then, like, democracies in others and dictatorships in other. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be interesting to see what sort of play on actual human society, like, plays out in this game. If at all. It does look pretty cool. And then... (laughs) Humanity ruins it in some unintended way. Yeah. Then there's just pictures of him again, like, right after No Man's Sky released, where his, his hair's, like, crazy and his beard's crazy and he has got crazy eyes. And he's like, I can't believe they broke the game. They they destroyed the whole world. <laughs> and it only took 10 days. <laughs> Why is the sky black all the time now? <laughs> there's, like, a coal mine every 10 feet. <laughs> McDonald's arches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's enough of the Game Awards announcements. There were some other things announced, but those are the ones that we liked. Yeah. Um, if you liked other ones, please write in. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, tell us about them. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I don't know what's... Uh, is there anything else coming out for the rest for the next three weeks? Like, I don't even know. <sighs> that Avatar game came out this past week. Uh, I I don't want to play a Far Cry game, so I'm not going to play it. I don't have any interest in it. It looked okay from the game ranks, uh, you know, before you buy it video that I watched, but... It seems like if you like Avatar or you like Far Cry, you will probably like the Avatar Far Cry game. Yeah. I don't know. But, But, uh, uh... I don't know, like, if I played enough games to do what I would consider, like, a best of for the year kind of thing. Because it's just going to be Marvel Snap, I think. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. It's not eligible. Isn't that last year's game? Yeah. Fuck you. That's cheating. I discovered it this year. (laughs) It's only 2023's best game of 2022. Yeah. So that's the only category it can win. But I haven't I haven't played it. It's been over a week and I haven't played it. Right, same here. I deleted it from my phone. I'm done with Marvel Snap. What are you we'll doing with all that about time? Uh, nothing. Literally nothing. <laughs> I've been playing Chance of Senar on the mm. Steam Deck. So I, I, uh, nice. it took all that spare time. I deleted all of my Baldur's Gate three saves. <laughs> That's how long it took. Yeah. You had to go one by one. There were so many. <laughs> I had so many new characters. <laughs> there were Every there were seven you, you there saved. were seven new characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's much else coming out for the rest of the year um, that we would be able to partake in. But uh, there's that there's a big Oculus Quest Asgard's Wrath too that I see too many. Too many ads for, but uh, yeah, no, I think, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of game of the year. Uh, Baldur's Gate we'll, 3. Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what I would want to give it to yet, but probably Alan Wake 2. I just need to finish it so that I know for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't know. We'll have to go over, we'll have to go over 2023 in gaming and just look and see. I'll have to make a list of everything I played and figure figure out if I actually think it's worth creating a top ten out of or five even. I don't even know, but 
Yeah, that's a good place to start. We'll see. We'll see from there. But, but. Yeah, beyond that, um, you can find all the places you can listen to the show at MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K. Tomsey, David Owen, Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon and get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Stay tuned for our end of the year podcast, uh, and then we'll probably skip a couple weeks going into the new year and figure it out from there. But uh, be ready for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.